Lonnie and Kay were high school sweethearts. But over time, the never-ending conflict and their loss of love threatened to tear their marriage apart. When we filled out our forms with Focus on the Family, they asked us if we believed in a miracle, if we were willing to allow a miracle to happen. And, you know, with all my heart, that's what I wanted. Lonnie and Kay attended Hope Restored, where Focus counselors help heal and restore broken relationships, giving husbands and wives godly hope for the future. I guess what I'd say is I cherish her now more than I did before, and I, and I have a way that I can communicate to her that I did not have before, and Focus on the Family has given me that ability. I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can save more families like Kay and Lonnie's every month. Become a friend to Focus on the Family by calling 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com slash family. Trauma is something that far too many people have faced at far too young of an age. And if your spouse has faced trauma in the past, uh, the best thing you can do probably is to be a, a good, safe place for them um, in the relationship. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. They lead the Focus Marriage Team. And Erin, you're a counselor, and I'm sure you've seen a number of scenarios where that past trauma is coming up, and it's really hard for this couple to to work through all that because it's just it's ever present in the relationship mm-hmm. now, even though it was years past. Yes, and often what happens is the individual that's experienced sexual trauma or abuse locks it away and kind of thinks like, oh, I'll just leave that over here to the side. But then it begins to leak into their individual life as well as the relationship. And I can think of numerous clients, whether it was abuse from a grandfather or abortion at a young age, and, you know, just so many different types of trauma. And this is what I will say, that a spouse has such an opportunity to come alongside a spouse who's willing to go in and, and work through mm. um, their trauma, because that is hard work. And it makes me think of, I just gave this talk on Proverbs 31, 10 through 12. And as I researched it, it's so interesting because that Proverbs 31 woman, they, they say the Hebrew word that encompasses her is hail. And what hail means is warrior, hmm. valiant warrior, and someone who is willing to go in and heal and take a look at their sexual trauma is a hail woman yeah, that's, or a that's hail man. really hard work, isn't it? Yeah. It takes courage. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go ahead and hear from a former colleague of ours, Dr. Julie Slattery. Uh, she has a ministry called Authentic Intimacy. And uh, Julie spoke with Jim Daly and me uh, about how you can be a source of healing in the relationship when your spouse is recovering from a past trauma. I want to go back to that um, trauma Mm-hmm. person because uh, you know the statistics would indicate that that impacts actually a lot of people a lot it of does. women and men and men mm-hmm. and in that context in the book you shared a story about a woman named Katie who was uh, you know sexually abused as a younger girl and how her and her husband began to do that healing journey describe the situation and mm-hmm. how they uh, move forward Well, they began marriage, as a lot of married couples did, with high expectations in this area of marriage. And uh, when sex became triggering for Katie, 
the traditional advice was just to push through and this is an important part of marriage and then they really hit a wall mm. where uh, it was just like it just couldn't happen right and so through counseling basically the counselor told this couple like you need to abstain sexually while Katie is going through some real deep trauma therapy and uh, then the husband has to wrestle with that like man, what about my needs? Right. And uh, what does God want me to do? And I really respect this husband and husbands like this that would say, you know what? My wife is more important than my needs right now. Right. And for me to love my wife like Christ loved the church, to actually give myself for her means whatever it takes for her to walk towards healing. And for me to be a safe person, that's what I want to do. And I've had the the privilege of meeting couples like this that really understand that higher call, that sex is the expression of the deepest kind of covenant love. And so it never should be demanding uh, or selfish. It should be, hey, how do we bless each other even through the deep valleys where we need healing and restoration? That is a good word. And Julie, I think it's so important to provide some of those practical handles for people. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of women and some men that are going, wow, okay, we have not related to each other in a biblical, healthy way. So let's encourage couples to uh, go on offense and do this better. Uh, What are those practical ideas that people can apply? What's the playbook? Yeah. So first of all, it's really asking the question, how am I using my power in marriage? If you're a wife, how am I using my power to uh, help my husband feel respected? How am I using my power in terms of what I have to offer? That Let help? me ask you this in that regard, yeah. because it's so important, getting to what's real. Yeah. And sometimes we can obscure that, even when we're asking ourselves that question. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. don't see it yeah. because we're blinded by it. So how does a person really objectively see how am I manipulating yes. the marriage and really be able to see the answer? Well, you could ask your spouse. So, <laughs> That's so, one way to do it. Yeah, and I've asked my husband this when I wrote the first version of this book 20 years ago. I went through my three areas of power and I asked him how I was doing. And he didn't give me as good of a report card as I hoped he would. Yeah. Uh, you know, he helped me understand and see. It was hard to hear, but how I could be manipulative. And he started, he would call them my Jedi mind tricks. He'd be like, no. One time he actually said to me, I was talking to him about something. He goes, wait a minute, just a second. And he he raised his hands up like an automatic window going up. He goes, okay, manipulator shields are activated. Go ahead. So he had like a fun way of reminding me and showing me that, hey, be careful. Like I'm, I'm feeling manipulated. And both husband and wife need to have a teachable heart. You know, I think we can get so defensive in feeling like I have to be the best wife or the best husband that we can't hear where we're missing the mark. But really just having that sensitive spirit towards the Lord and towards one another of, I want to do better. And I know I haven't done this well. Uh, maybe even growing up, I didn't see the best examples, but help me do this better. Well, Greg, this is really important, and it's sensitive. It's hard to talk about some of this. Um, go ahead and speak to, and I'm sure you've counseled couples where this is the the situation. One spouse realizes, oh, I have been 
that manipulative spouse. I've been the, you know, the aggressor in this relationship. What do I do? How do I apologize? How do I start to do kind of relational repair here? Yeah, it always begins with preparing to be a great listener. And that requires some preparation. First of all, you have to go to the Lord. God, give me insight. Give me awareness. Lord, provide just how before asking your spouse you're going to ask this but but you're just wanting to spend some time with the lord just just humbling your heart you want a very pliable very soft heart to go in to eventually seek forgiveness because the temptation is always when you realize oh i messed up i've been manipulative whatever the temptation is well i i don't that's not who i am i don't want to be that way so let me just go and apologize mm-hmm. let's get this over with so we can move on yeah and, and to your point earlier this is the natural reaction i would think is to to prepare the speech right the mm-hmm. apology speech right. and you're saying uh uh-uh. uh no this this has to start from you going i want to be not just a great listener but i want to understand what that experience was like for aaron to, so that I can empathize, not mm. just sympathize. Oh, I feel bad. I can see that that hurt you. But man, what was that really like for her? And the only way to make that happen is you really have to spend some time with the Lord asking for his strength, for his wisdom, for yeah. his insights. And then then you use something that Aaron and I like to call love talk, L-U-V-E okay. talk. And it's just an acronym, listen, understand, validate, and empathize. Mm. And so this would happen by me just going to Aaron to go, hey, if this is a good time or we could schedule this for some time, but I need to ask her. I don't want to just start talking. I'd love to know uh, what this was like for you. I'm, I'm thinking that I've been pretty manipulative, whatever, and I'd love to better understand that. Could we talk about that? And then if she says, yeah, we could do that or let's do it tonight or let's mm-hmm. do it tomorrow, then I just want to start listening, help me understand what was that like for you? And I do not want to debate, argue. That's why I've spent time with the Lord. Give me your miraculous power mm-hmm. to resist defending myself. Or that's not how that happened. Or you see that totally wrong. So yeah. obviously it really wasn't that big of a deal. I just want to really listen to validate her, to go putting myself in your place that, that I could really understand how you would feel that way. And then to allow my heart just to feel what would that be like Mm. if she did that to me or if someone did that to me and just to allow her feelings to to penetrate my heart. I mean, that's empathy. I'm feeling with her. Then, so only then, so I've spent time with the Lord. I'm now have listened and really empathized with Aaron. Now I'm ready and have earned the right to seek an apology. Mm. You should only ever seek an apology until you felt what they've been through, yeah. when you empathize, that mm-hmm. is your key now to go, okay, I get it. Yeah. Woo. I true. can see how you were not only hurt, but I feel what that was like. And you know what? I, now I'm so convicted. Now I get it. Then offer your, oh, I am so sorry for having done this or that, and will you forgive me? Yeah. And just allow that to happen. And short-circuiting that process leads to what? Um, if I try to take some shortcuts? Well, what the shortcut people typically like to take is, I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry. Yeah. Why do you keep bringing it up? Mm. But it's exactly as Greg is saying, there's something so powerful to the human heart to hear that someone gets it, that they hear you, yeah. that they genuinely understand 
what happened for you, how you felt, as well as that they care yeah. about what happened to you in your heart. And then for them to step into your shoes and really feel that often what I see is that they end up really feeling it, weeping as their spouse tells them, this is what that was like for me. Mm. Yeah. I so appreciate, uh, you know, you came uh, out of the gate with prayer and, and Julie certainly led with a posture before the Lord of what's my role in all this and and how do I grow? And so um, that's the first place to start if you're experiencing some sort of dynamic like we've been talking about today. Um, I would suggest that if this is uncomfortable for you, if this is a challenge for you, uh, that you call and set up a time for one of our counselors to give you a call back. And uh, that free phone consultation is 20 or 25 minutes long. Uh, they'll uh, listen to you. They'll talk with you. They'll pray with you. And, and this counselor will perhaps direct you to other resources or even somebody in your area for ongoing counseling. Um, our donors make it possible. And uh, we're a phone call away. 800, the letter A in the word family. Uh, just call that number or uh, click the link in the show notes for uh, details about our counseling team. And certainly get a copy of Julie Slattery's book, which is called Finding the Hero in Your Husband which addresses intimacy and communication, and uh, it's a wonderful resource that's going to encourage you in your uh, daily walk with God and your husband. We've got details about the book and ways you can donate uh, to the Ministry of Focus on the Family in the show notes as well. Next time, Chris and Jenny Graby uh, will talk about how to help your spouse in busy seasons and times. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. If the fights with your spouse have become unbearable, if you feel like you can't take it anymore, there's still hope. Hope Restored Marriage Intensives have helped thousands of couples like yours. Our biblically-based counseling will help you find the root of your problems and face them together. Call us at 1-866-875-2915. We'll talk with you, pray with you, and help you find out which program will work best. That's 1-866-875-2915.